I'm Stacy Mitchell, and you're listening to Something Even Better, a podcast about letting go of old dreams and what's not working so you can make room for something even better, where we explore the many unexpected twists we all go through to find our way to more aligned and meaningful work and lives. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a new episode of Something Even Better. I am super excited to have a client and I guess friend, really, <laughs> friend now um, on the podcast with us today. It's going to be a really good one. I'm really, really psyched. Uh, Kyle Johan Baker is an organization, leadership, and well being consultant who uses Clifton Strengths, one of my favorites, to bring out the best in others. In a world of endless pathways and options, which we talk about here all the time, Kyle encourages entrepreneurs to observe what it is that truly makes them come alive, even if that is a different path than the person next to you. And this is in his words, hint, if you're doing it right, it often will be, which is so true. All right, Kyle, tell us about you. There's so much I feel like you could tell beyond just your business. So tell us some fun fun things about you. Yeah. Thanks so much. And I am so happy to get to be here and doing this with you. So some things about me. So Baker's in my last name. I married into the Baker last name, but that's a passion and a love of what I get to do as hobbies. For a little while, I actually started doing baking as a side business. And it really, for me, like filled a deep, happy place for me in a time where I was struggling in what was happening personally, professionally, the beginning of the pandemic. And this was a moment that brought something to me, it brought some order, and it also brought some sweetness into my life. So I love to get to bake. I have a dog whose name is Bub, and Bub has been with me for about six years. And uh I guess I should also mention like the person that I'm married. I've been married for uh, today is our pie anniversary. So we've been Ooh. married for 3.14 years. And so we're <laughs> celebrating by uh, literally in a couple hours. Well, when this is being recorded, we're having a little pie party in our backyard where we're inviting folks to bring pies and we're making pizza pies because I love pizza and all forms of pie. Me too. Also, I'm sitting here thinking like, huh, I don't even know how you calculate that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. And I love the creativity and it's adorable. Also, just have to say, huge fan of pizza, number one. But number two, I had no idea your na- your dog's name was Bub because I call Bodie Bub Bub all the time. That's like, oh name, yeah, Bub Bub. No, <laughs> so I'm that's like, a- oh, it's even better. Mm-hmm. That's the reason that I chose his name because I was like, how generic can we get? And it usually brings a smile to people's faces. And I had 20 names picked out for him beforehand. I was like, we'll see which one it is. It wasn't any of those 20 names. And then I just looked at him and I'm like, you're a bub. And Aww. that's all. That's how it's been ever since. That is adorable. And yeah, I'm sure there's so many people out there going, yes, it is cute. And it does bring a smile to my face. So (laughs) I love it. I love that. And I do just want to give a shout out. Like, I know you're not constantly on social media. We're going to talk about that. But I do recommend following Kyle over on Instagram because he will show you the amazing garden, the pizza, the pies, the baking. It's just as somebody who loves food and gardening, it's just really, really fun to see and follow. So highly recommend that. 
but you're here for a different reason today. Yes. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So as you know, the podcast is really about, you know, letting go of old dreams, figuring out something new, making room for something better. And I want to know, like, what did your something even better end up being? And what did you have to let go of in the process of getting there? Yeah, when I started thinking of this, this something even better, what's something that I let go of, it brings me to a point in my business where I for a little bit thought that it was going to be the end. I was like, mm, that was enough. I gave it like the college try and it was a it was a definite option. I had been in my business for actively like running going for about nine months. Ooh, so here's extra fun. And so it was running for about nine months. And I had stepped started stepping into a place where I wanted to move it from like, ooh, this is cute. This is fun to this is a legitimate like air quotes, legitimate business. And so I remember putting together all these proposals. If you know anything about me and like, you know, my strengths, I love proposals. I love thinking of options, but I was pushing real hard. I was coming up with idea after idea. And there was a lot of just pushing. I was seeing stuff that other coaches were doing. And I loved, I love getting to see what others do because it's inspiring. It keeps propelling me forward. But what I noticed is that I had like launched, I think two or three different programs, pretty much back to back to back. And each time I would launch, I would do my thing. I would follow the steps that the other coaches, the other people would say, do these one, two, three. And it was often met with crickets mm. and the self doubt would sneak in. And then it would be after a few days, after a few weeks, I'd just be like, nope, okay, we're done with that. We're moving to this next thing. And after, like I said, doing it three times in a row, I was like, hmm, something isn't working. And so I took a, I took a pause. I was like, mm, okay, we're just like taking a break from like launching. We're just kind of going to a holding pattern. And the that holding pattern for my like group one-on-one -on -one coaching that I wanted to do actually ended up lasting for nine months. Um, and there are some reasons why I, after a month of just taking like a firm pause, I was able to sign a speaking and training contract with an organization. And so I decided to focus on that. I was like the group coaching, the one-on-one -on -one stuff. It wasn't, I knew that I was kind of just spinning my wheels. I was putting all this energy in just to have mud spit out the back and not actually take those steps forward. But with this contract, the speaking and training contract, I was like, okay, I have control here. This is like a wheelhouse. This is signed. This is paid money. And so I focused on that, started investing in that part of my business and noticed that I was really enjoying what I was doing and there was life. and for like a long while, I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go back to doing group coaching, doing one-on-one -on -one training because I could feel this like distinct, like listening to others as part of like taking a break. 
I also chose to step away from social media. Like I, I took, I think at least a month break from like just deleted all social media from my phone, from my computer and knew that like that just was something because I would go to social media and it wasn't because it was like fun talking to other people. I would go there looking for the answer. I thought that the answer was there just like how with like following what my like different mentors or like not even mentors, but like the people that I thought were cool that I followed on Instagram that didn't actually have a relationship with. I thought they had the answers. And I knew that if I wanted to get back in line, I need to to have like a clean cut break. And so, um, yeah, I took a break from social media and from then have been really intentionally interacting with what I've been doing. And now I'm in a much different place with my business. Wow. Yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, in both instances, right? So you took the pause from social media, but you also just took the pause from like the pushing, right? The trying to force something to Mm -hmm. work. Tell me why, like, why do you think the pause helps so much? Yeah, because I know. So, I mean, when I was just rolling program after program, it was just instead of like really sitting and being with myself, I would start with one idea. So like if you're into human design, I'm a projector. And one of the things that I really like resonate with the projector is that when I see stuff that other people are doing, it finds its way into my brain. And I think that's what I also want to do. And so for me, having to take a break and like take a break from launching programs, take a break from social media was to figure out what do I actually want to do? And even like now, as I'm like stepping back into like different pieces of my business, it's, it takes a lot of intentionality to like recognize those projector moments of like, is this something that I want? Or is this something that I see others doing? And I see as like the shiny object moving forward. Mm. And I think there's so much in just what you said that I have to sort of go back to to the question you (laughs) asked, which is what do I want to do? Which I know sounds like a very Mm. simplistic question, but I actually think it's probably one of the most difficult, complicated questions ever in business, life, career, all the things, right? What do I want to do? And I think, you know, going back to you taking the break from social media and taking a break from like following these really step-by-step formulas It's like, what do I want to do becomes easier because you're not constantly seeing what other people Mm -hmm. are doing, right? Yeah. No, because I mean, I think with, yeah. So when it comes to like taking that break, because that question of what do I really want, that's actually a become a consistent part of my journaling and reflecting process. And whether that was really truly intentionally, but as I am really motivated by something, I'll pause for a moment. And I have probably about 15 journals that I write in. Okay, not 15, it's five. <laughs> but still, if it's kind of an intense amount of journals that I write in. But so I am always writing out my thoughts because that's the place that I find I get true clarity in what's going on. And as I'm wrapping up a thought, I'll go back and say, wait, 
what do I actually want? Why am I actually doing this? And even especially with my business, I ask myself, wait, why am I doing this business? Like, what is my end goal? And for me, it's like whenever I take that moment to reconnect with that purpose that's inside of me, I find that I have clear motivation for why I'm doing things. And I'm not overcomplicating the process. I'm not replicating the systems of we need to go, go, go. And instead, I'm figuring out like, how do we make it so that I can like, do less and be more in these moments. That is really good. And I think you just dropped some gems in there that I'm going to have to like summarize out in the in the show notes because there's some really good questions in there. Um, I loved the, like the why it's like, is this what I really want? Mm-hmm. Why do I want it? And then what mm-hmm. is the end goal? Right? Because I think it's really easy as humans period to accidentally take on like all of these other people's expectations or even just motivations. I love that you said it's always coming, going back to the pause. It sounds like when you feel motivated by something, you don't immediately just jump at it, which I have to do as well. Like I have to sort of do the pause because I will like, I'll just say, I'll completely shift my business. I'll completely (laughs) decide on something different. And then the next day I'm like, what was I even thinking? (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's just like a moment of motivation. I need the pause. So powerful. Yeah, I remember being one of some of those pivotal moments are when I figure out or see what's actually motivating my decisions. And I remember like back to that, like before I took my big pause, I was in a place where I remember just hearing like time after time again, like, if you want your business to be sustainable, to be successful, you need to get X amount of dollars. And so I was figuring out, all right, what do I need to do so that I can suddenly go from like making a mm, thousand, couple thousand dollars, like first year of business? Mm-hmm. It's rough. But so, like, yeah. making like a thousand dollars to making $200,000. Like, I was trying to take that fast path because that's always the message that's advertised to new business owners is, Let's quadruple your income in two days. And in those moments, like that's where I could feel that fast burnout happening and trying to consume more to figure out what am I missing? Like, what am I lacking? And instead, you like taking that pause was like, no, no, like this is not about like, what am I lacking? Like, it's about recognizing like who I am, like as a strengths coach, like taking that pause for myself. And saying like, okay, like, what are the gifts that I have? What are the strengths that I have that help me sustainably move forward? Like, and recognizing that, like, I'm not going to just magically be making $200,000, like after having a like, less than 10k year, like, but how can we have that sustainable growth? How can we have that impact? Or even like, for other organizations, one of the things that I want to see it and for myself, too, is like, how do we go from working 40 hours a week, making a hundred thousand to working 20 hours a week and still like keeping that same income. Because when we are working with our strengths, when we are like taking pauses to look at like, what's my method, my way of doing things, then I can like have that efficiency. I can have that, that time gain, like we're making time or like making up lost time rather than just focusing on that, like fast track to money. Yes. Yeah. And I think you brought up something really important here that I've tried to be super honest about, which I want to touch on, which is 
for most people under 10K in your first year is totally normal. And in fact, you might lose money because you're investing so much in so many things that Mm. at the end of the year, you actually haven't made anything. Like that's how it was for me, uh, for sure. Probably in the first two years, to be quite honest. And then I started to really see like the momentum build and and the profit come, right? But nobody likes to talk about that part (laughs) because it's not Mm -hmm. a very sexy side of business. It's like that part kind of sucks and nobody wants to talk about it. So I'm glad that you mentioned it. On the other side of that, you mentioned your strengths, which we're definitely going to get into today. And it sounds like you really applied some of your own coaching background to yourself in this pause. So can you talk a little bit about what that looks like and strengths for the people who don't know? Yeah. So I think for me, when it came to applying it for myself, it was recognizing the things that I do best. Where are those areas where are so natural for me? And what are the things that leave me feeling drained? So when we're talking like or like Clifton Strengths is the tool that I use. I'm a Gallup certified Clifton Strengths coach. And this assessment helps you identify what are your top areas, your top talents, those things that really you excel in that continue to make you unique. And for me, the like the strengths that I lead with are futuristic, strategic, connectedness, relator, and adaptability. So they're really for me, when I look at a like, big picture view of them. I'm a strategic thinking individual and I love relationships. Relationships are always at the core of what I do. The things that I don't always do as well is that actual like executing the getting stuff done. And looking back at those launches, I just spent like three different launch phases doing, executing, trying to like force something to happen. And Mm -hmm. in that process, like leaving myself drained and also was like planning a new launch while a launch was happening. So I was like double timing. And in that moment, I was like, okay, my launch does not look the same. Like, cause I'm not a person that's just going to naturally by myself be able to do these things. It's like, how do I launch in ways that are authentic to me? How do I make sales like as a like relationship person? Like I'm not interested in just like checking the box. Like, yep, I made the sale. I'm interested in making a really authentic offer to somebody that I know is going to have impact because I can also see that possibility for their future. So I had to rethink and understand like, what do sales mean to me? What does it mean to like have a to-do list and have support? And like really at the core of this all was also like, what are the different things that I do for my well-being? How do I take care of myself and find well-being strategies that are grounded in my strengths? Not just the like, do these 10 things and your life will suddenly be better. Like a bubble bath may work for me sometimes, but it's not going to work for everybody else. So having those like well-being practices and looking at those pieces of your business that like especially like as a solopreneur, like you have to do it all or like you have to figure out like what are those specific things that I want to outsource and figuring out like what are my strategies to get all of this done and grounding a lot of this in my strengths has helped me really step in, step back into my like the one-on-one coaching supporting entrepreneur side with such confidence and clarity that like I know that like there's a, it's a big difference. Like nine months past being where I was, like when I stopped doing some of this work 
I'm in a very different place. And I know that I can repeat this process for other entrepreneurs. Yes. Yes. You went through it yourself. You basically put yourself through your own, through your own strengths coaching as an entrepreneur, looked at what those strengths were, looked at all the things you'd been doing and then said, okay, these things aren't working because they are in direct conflict with the things that I am best at. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when they're in direct conflict, it's like, of course they feel hard and it feels like pushing because you are like you are pushing, you're pushing against your own strengths, right? You're, mm-hmm, you're sort of, mm-hmm. and I know you've talked about this a lot, but there's so much coaching that's like focused on weaknesses and getting your weaknesses better, which is like, it doesn't mm-hmm. work so well. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not so good, right? So your approach is really coming from the opposite direction of like, okay, if we're looking at your business through the lens of your strengths, where can we focus that energy or where can we outsource Mm -hmm. things and where can we even just do something differently than the way everybody else does it to make it feel good. Honestly, the way that I offer or like the analogy that I often use with folks is that when we're looking at development and like, there's the ideas of focusing on your weaknesses and focusing on your strengths. When you focus on your weaknesses, it's kind of like you're trying to swim upstream, like, it's a lot of work, it's mediocre results, and it's ultra frustrating, as opposed to working with your strengths. Those are the moments where you can, like you're swimming downstream, you're following the natural flow. And you can make five times the distance in one tenth of the time. So there's that benefit to what happens when you actually use your strengths to inform your strategies, your development. I love this. I'm curious and feel free to be like, no, I don't, I don't want to share this, <laughs> but um, like, can you give a tangible example? And I'm specifically thinking about like relationship-based sales or even just relationship-based marketing. Like how has mm. your business shifted after going through this in, and you don't have to do everything, but just like one tangible takeaway. Yeah. The one thing that I'll say is that when I first, like when I followed the the strategy that you're supposed to do for social media marketing. It's you put out a post every single day, you've got this perfectly designed thing, you've got just the right saying you have the exact copy that you need to because you followed this formula. And that's great and all. But for me, like as a as somebody who's like working to dismantle perfectionism, it was so draining to do. And so stepping into like, it also just like did not really truly resonate with me. It was not an easy process. It was heavily based in like, check, 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 do these Mm -hmm. things, but it wasn't always based in the idea for the future. So that futuristic thinking or in the individual. And so as I'm like dipping my toes back into really figuring out what is my true authentic marketing and sales, is that it's like relationship relation based marketing. So it is about the conversations that I'm having with people. And I've also switched to be honest, like I've switched my main platform. So Instagram used to be like the one and only for me. And I've moved a lot of my like big content to LinkedIn. And in LinkedIn, it's a different type of engagement because to me, it feels like Instagram sometimes is a void that you're throwing it into, hoping that something catches. Whereas LinkedIn, it's a lot of people that are really interested in having an intentional relationship. And so when it comes to actually, when people comment on what you're doing, 
it's actually to me it really feels like the beginning of a conversation it may start in a comment on your post and then it'll move to a very fluid and direct like clear direct message and so for me it's about really the individual and not just hoping that like tossing a like spaghetti noodle at the wall and hoping that it sticks and instead it's about I'm handing somebody a plate of spaghetti that I just made. And I'm like, here's this really good stuff that I have. Like the meatballs have a like secret proprietary blend of spices. And it's like made just to order. So like for me, everything is made just to order. And sure, will this work in the long run? I don't know. But for now, what I do know is that it feels radically aligned to my strengths and a way that at the end of the day, I look forward to the conversations that I'm going to have with folks as opposed to before it was throwing stuff out on Instagram and hoping, just hoping that today I would get more than 10 likes on this post. Like maybe this is it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. I, I have been on LinkedIn more and partially because I saw like what you were doing and I was like, this feels good. (laughs) It feels really good. I also think for some reason, I think there's more of an openness towards, I guess, learning from each other on LinkedIn because you're there, mm-hmm. you are there for professional networking, right? Like that is yes. sort of the concept of the platform. And so it's not so weird to be like, I see that you've done XYZ. Tell me more. Like, I really am curious about your journey because yes. I seriously am. Like I come from career coaching. I really am curious about people's journeys. It's not weird. It's not like me being you know, slimy or whatever, it it does feel really, uh, I guess, intuitive and easy and flowy over on LinkedIn. Yeah. So that's interesting. Um, so that's a good recommendation for maybe somebody who's like, Instagram doesn't feel good right now. Maybe looked at link, look at LinkedIn could be a good, good thing. Thank you for that. That's really helpful to have like that tangible sort of takeaway. Um, as we're sort of wrapping up, I do want to ask for an entrepreneur that's out there that maybe it feels stuck in that push mode, what would your advice be? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's of course going to depend on like where you are and what you need in your life. So there, I recognize that there are moments that you do just need to push. And sometimes the push is required to, mm-hmm. because you need to make ends meet because who knows like all the different reasons that it could be. So one, like if you do truly need to push, keep on going, pause for a moment and figure out how can I like sprinkle some of my strengths in here? How can I make it so that this is more of an ease filled, joy filled moment? If you're in a place where you don't really need to push and you do feel those wheels spinning, take that pause and ask yourself like, why am I actually doing this? And get really connecting back to that purpose of like that's inside of you and then using that as a way to like move forward i think that for a long while i thought that it would be not okay if i had to pause because perfectionism was sneaking its way in and saying like if you don't do this perfect or better than perfect on your first try you're not good enough but i know that's not true and i know that there's so much value that I bring when I actually lean into my strengths and I do those things that I love. So if you can, if you are spinning your wheels and you can pause, take that pause, whether it's a day, whether it's a month, whether it's nine months like I did and sit with yourself, sit with like 
ask some friends, talk with people that you trust and help figure out what works best for you. Absolutely. I love that. Great advice. All right. One last question. And then we're going to tell people where to find you. What is your favorite mantra or affirmation? Yes. This is one of my favorites. I write, or like I've got a set of different affirmations that I write down each night. And the one that I love and live the most is that I step into ease when I use my strengths. I love that. I step into ease when I use my strengths. That is so good. So good. In fact, there's been so many uh, quotable things in this episode. (laughs) Just wait. All right. Where can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, the I would say best places to find me if you want to see the pizza, you want to see the pieces of life. Instagram is a great place to go. It's at Kyle Johan Baker. If you want, you can find me on LinkedIn. Again, my name is searchable as Kyle Johan hyphen Baker. And if you want to join my email list, that's where you can get the best, like good, juicy let's connect and learn about what's happening with Kyle and with strengths. You can find me on my website, www.johanbakercoaching.com slash email is going to be the way to to do that. I send weekly emails, bi-weekly blogs that are just like real good stuff that is going to help you take your business and your life to the next level. Yes. So much good, excellent content. Like you have to connect with him everywhere goodness everywhere. It's either the baking, the gardening, the strengths, the the good questions to ask yourself. There's so much. Thank you so much, Kyle, for coming on. I know people are going to take so much away from this and I appreciate your time. Yes. Thanks so much, Stacey. And good to get to share space with everybody today. I hope you have a wonderful whatever it is that's coming next. If you love this podcast, why not share it with your friends, your family, your favorite social media profile, literally everyone you know. (laughs) And take a minute to give me a review wherever you listen. I love reading the reviews and sharing is always caring.